Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, you know, I just, I just told them in there. I mean, we have to play clean football, and we haven't been able to do that, um, whether, it's, whether it's the drops. You know, um, the one thing that I really preached with the guys was um, I wanted them to play 60 minutes and not measure the game, you know, because you, you have to be able to learn how to win. And these games in the NFL are, are razor, razor thin. And um, whether it's a drop passes, whether it's an opportunity right there on, I don't know what it was, third and nine to get a, to get a stop. We get a stop. The offense got a chance to go win the game. We give up a touchdown. Um, so, you know, those are, those are chances for us to, to make plays, uh, whether, you know, whether it's making a tackle, whether it's make, giving them good calls, whether it's catching the ball, whether it's throwing the ball, whether it's protect. We got to clean that up and we got we to learn how to win and we got to learn how to win those close games and then this thing will start to turn. Once again, too many mistakes for a football team that is not good enough to overcome them right now. A final score of 30-16 to 16 in the Jaguars lose the Houston Texans, get swept this season by the Houston Texans. And I believe on Jaguars drive time, especially on Mondays, we're very realistic. And I, I was surprised by this. I think we look at each game and we say, yeah, they're going to struggle this week. And I don't know if they're going to be able to win. This week, I thought the Jaguars would win. They had juice and we all thought that I thought they would play better this week. Oh, you should just go right to, to big things because uh, we have so much to say. We're going to walk all over it. Uh, but, yeah, I think all of us thought that there was an energy level yeah. in the building after the change was made. And, um, well, the energy can't overcome the ineffectiveness. Right. Well, I thought a couple of things. First of all, how do we know how that juice would have worked when you gave them 14 points? Yeah. I mean, that was a big yeah. – and you sort of missed that. That was sort of same old, same old. You had the penalty where you could have got on the field and then you gave them a kickoff return. Well, if, if it's 10 nothing with juice, that's different than being down 14-10 with juice. I also think, like I said on Rapid Recap last night, I, I remembered the Doug Marone effect in 2017 where there was energy. But I don't think everybody at that point was just exhausted yeah. from the, quote, Gus Bradley experience. No. You know, I think it to me it looked on Sunday like once it got sort of squirrely, it felt exhausted from the whole experience of the last year. And that, maybe that's too simplistic. Maybe I'm missing something, but that's what it felt like. When, when they got him off the field in the first drive and forced him to punt three and out, I wrote you know, in my notes, big moment here. Yep, here right? we go. And then I wrote, get not, milk. Not again. <laughs> oh, right. <Yeah. laughs> right. Not again. Because um, it was the first time they had tossed a three and out at their opponent in six weeks. Yeah. On the opening drive, yeah. right? And then everything just kept cascading. It was now it's six straight weeks of being down by double digits in the first half, right? I mean, these things just keep piling on. And I think now, at this point of the season, it's too heavy for them to overcome it. Totally too, agree. Too big of a lift yeah. for this team, which is not, um, not strong enough. Yeah, not playing good football right now. An amazing style on those lines. Mm -hmm. It's been since week five against Tennessee that the defense did not give up points on the first drive. Yikes. Now, it, it, there are some circumstances with that. I think there was a turnover once or whatever. But for this team to always be in a hole or always be playing uphill, it's tough. Yes, it is. That leads us to big thing one, which is woeful O. One series summarized the Jaguars' offense in a nutshell from yesterday. After Tyson Campbell's interception gave them the ball, the Texans' 17-yard line, Lawrence was sacked for a one-yard loss, dropped for a two-yard loss, and found his tight end for eight yards. They were down by 10 points. They settled for a field goal and – Coach Bevel knows this offense has to do more. Yeah, uh, I mean, I thought there was I thought there was things that we did better today. You know, um, 
Yeah, there, you know, there, was, there was a little bit of explosion. You were able to find, you know, find guys. Uh, we were able to create some space for some people. But again, we just we, there, there was opportunities to make plays. We didn't make some of them. I mean, we got to catch the ball. We got to throw the ball. Um, we got, you know, we got to protect better, and we'll be able, we'll be able to find it, find the end zone. But um, it's just it's on us to continue to improve. Big thing, too, is another bad beginning. We just talked about it at the top of the show. Instead of a three and out for the Texans on the opening session, a five-yard penalty on Gotsis gave the ball back to the Texans, who went on to score. Then they gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown and were down by 10-plus points in the first half for the sixth consecutive game. The defense has no rest and has to get right back on the field. Uh, it's, it's tough, but, you know, we're a team, and we know the all, the team is counting on us uh, to, to get the ball back and, and put them in good field position. So, you know, we just take it upon ourselves and, and take that pride as a defense to, to go out and, you know, prevent the opponent from scoring or get our offense the ball back. So it's tough, but, you know, we made for it. And finally, big thing three, like every Monday, is tracking Trevor Lawrence. And this was a rough game for the rookie quarterback. And the big, biggest concern now is he has not thrown a touchdown pass in three consecutive weeks. The frustration is there, and it should be. Uh, that's really not my focus right now. Um, right now, all I know is that you know Coach Bev's our head, our head coach, and um, everything else is still intact. And that's what we're that's what we're focused on moving forward and just trying to get better. You know, I thought we. Um, we moved the ball a lot better on offense today. Took a step in the right direction, but we just got to make plays down the stretch. You know, when when we need them, third, fourth quarter, um, I got to I got to make the throws. Guys got to make the catches. It's all of us. You know, we got to make more plays. I missed a big throw on third down, um, like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, um, but I mean, it was it was nice to see us moving the ball again, like we like we were earlier in the year. So, you know, that was a step in the right direction. But we just got to we got to finish. Right there, Trevor Lawrence was asked, are you looking forward to having more say with this team? There was reports saying that Jaguars owner Shad Khan has said Trevor Lawrence will have more say going forward, and I don't blame him for saying, yeah, I can't worry about that right now. We have three weeks left to play. Well, that's not the place for it, a post-game press. I mean, the question was fine, mm -hmm. but Trevor handled it right. A post-game press conference is not time to get into that. Time to get into that is a more detailed interview where Shad or Trevor say, yeah, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. I I don't doubt that that's true. I it don't know. It makes perfect sense. Uh, in terms of woeful O, we're there. Yeah, I mean, we're oh, there. yeah, go, baby. You know, because <laughs> I'm woeful O, but we're talking about <laughs> woeful O in terms of the offense. There's so many things to break down, and we've, and, and we've broken it down forever. Trevor has one touchdown pass in his last seven games. I'll get to that later. Um, I know people are tired of me harping on the receivers. The, receiver, the receivers are tired of me harping on the receivers, and nothing is anybody's specific fault. But you look at Brandon Cooks with a 22-yard and a 43-yard touchdown pass. The Cooks play at the end of the game where they got an easy one. Uh, this offense right now has given this team, except for the Jamal Agnew 66-yard run, yep. there's never an easy one. If there had been two easy ones yesterday, that's a 30-30 game. You know, it, so that the whole thing of beating the table with it's hard to go 80 yards, five yards at a time, that still rings true, and it's still something they have to fix if they're not going to be woeful up. So how many weeks have I been talking about short fields, right, and easy opportunities? So I thought that that early fourth quarter opportunity there where they had a chance down 10, mm -hmm. and Tyson Campbell gives them the ball to 17. Um, here's where I shook my head at the quarterback. He's not learned not to just throw it away. He runs out of the pocket and steps out of bounds for a one-yard loss. All right. 
It's one yard. However, he took a big hit from the safety that he didn't need to take. Yeah. Then on the next play, it's the run option. He takes it, and he gets dropped for a two-yard loss. And then he finds James O'Shaughnessy for eight yards in the middle, field goal. To me, that summed up where they are. They can't score. They can't create opportunities, even point blank like that. And, John, I, I will harp on the receivers. I thought Marvin Jones would be able to get open this year. He doesn't get open, right? LaVisca Chenault needs to be gimmicked to get open because he doesn't get open. Treadwell is what Treadwell is. I mean, he's on his third team. And he's a guy who dropped two passes yesterday. Um, wet ball, wet field, all of that stuff. This thing is broken down on the side of the NFL season. And you can't fix it this year. Mm -hmm. You can't. You're not going to say, well, James Robinson. Hey, he still looked like a guy, even though he ran the ball well yesterday, who was not going to be able to do what he normally does. He couldn't bounce to the outside on one particular run. You can't fix what ails this team this season. And my impression of Trevor Lawrence's news conference yesterday was he might be counting down the minutes until this season is over. Mm. Yeah. Right? Not the games anymore or the weeks, the minutes. Because he had this look of resignation on his face. And there's nothing more to say. You and I talked about this on the field after rapid recap. No one wanted to ask any questions. Right. What, what new are you going to ask? Yeah. How are you going to fix this? You can't. You can't right now. You can't fix it. Yeah. You fix it in March. You fix it in April. But I understand he can't go there right now. So you're left with, what do you say? They didn't do a good enough job in building the weapons for this kid this year. Yeah. They totally just didn't. Agree. You look at what Bill Belichick has done, uh, and he spent a ton of money, but he put a system in place around that rookie quarterback and have allowed him to do what he needs to do. They didn't do that here this year. This wouldn't have made this team the 99 Rams, but it's not, it's not a coincidence that the huge slide down has come without DJ Chart, mm -hmm. without Dan Arnold, without Jamal Agnew, and yeah. even without ETN. You know, they weren't – again, I think they should have done more, but they weren't this negligent, if you follow me. I mean no. – Yeah, they had a plan. Shark, yeah. ETN, where their speed, Agnew is their speed. With that gone, there's nothing. But that said, it still wouldn't have been enough, but it would have been better than this. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And that is big things when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some highlights on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jags Drive Time is brought to you by TIAA Bank. Turn potential into progress. And by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. If your car is out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer repairs. Call CarShield. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time. It is Monday, which means we have some highlights from yesterday's game. A loss to the Houston Texans, 30-16. to And we go to the first quarter, like we mentioned in big things. The Jaguars had a big three and out. It was a big moment. Adam Gossis, big penalty, gave the Texans a new set of downs. And then this happened. Mills rolling right, throws over the middle, wide open. Cooks, touchdown. What an opening drive by the Texans. You know, he won't we're going to see the, the highlight from Cooks, you see but, man, the they can't figure this guy out. Brandon Cooks looked like he was going to block early. They engaged with the defensive backs, but it is a run-pass option the entire way. Yeah, and I let him talk because he he was right. Shaq got fooled. He looked 
at at the quarterback, and he let Brandon Cooks go by. And you should never let Brandon Cooks, especially if you play for the Jaguars. No, he, <laughs> he, he, he has killed this team for the last two years. And if you go back to 2017, he did it in the AFC Championship game also. Yeah, and uh, again, Jaguars offensively never get a play like that easy. Uh, I, that's one Shaq wants back. This offense makes everything look hard. Yes, speaking of that, the Jaguars have a chance to respond to that opening drive touchdown, a very long opening drive, and have to settle for a field goal. First down and 10. Lawrence has a wide open man. That's O'Shaughnessy down the sideline into Houston territory and finally taken down by Garrett Wallow. Trevor Lawrence actually had a couple of options on that play, but it's O'Shaughnessy who goes for 30. Punter Logan Cook is the holder, and the kick is good. So an opening drive field goal for Jacksonville, and it's now 7-3 in favor of... All right, 7-3. Yeah, yeah, yes it was. <laughs> um, I kind of get why Bevel went with that. He was asking the presser afterward. Uh, they ran a seven-yard run on third, or on third and ten from the 11, right. got to the four, started to go for it, then thought better of it. Uh, maybe I'm just old school. I'm not big on the constant going forward on fourth down right. everybody's doing right now. I was fine with getting points there. Yeah. For this I, team in particular, coming off of a shutout, they needed something. Yeah. yeah. I thought on the first couple of drives, it, it's why I have not lost faith in Trevor. I thought on the first couple of drives, he looked like the guy you thought you were getting. Yeah. I thought right before the bye, he looked like that. Yesterday, I, I thought a huge element. First two drives, you could tell Bevel was doing what he really wanted to do. Um, and game plan and scheme 10 points. With this offense right now, it, it's hard to sustain that the entire game. The other team adjusts, and then there's not enough to readjust to if you're this offense. Early, they schemed a lot of guys open, but as the game went on, guys couldn't get open on their own, and yeah. that became the problem because the quarterback had to hold the ball too long. And there were a couple of instances yesterday, John, where he could have dumped the ball and gotten rid of it, yeah. and he took a sack, and he didn't need to. But mm -hmm. if you're talking about him and, every, you know, we had the tracking trip. We didn't get to a whole lot. Everybody's really concerned about him right now because he did not look good in the second half of that game yesterday. But early, when the confidence was there, when it was going right, he looked like the guy and he looked like he was supposed to be. That's what you've got to reset to. But that's my hot take. Let's okay, <laughs> let's keep on going. Right after that field goal, the biggest uh-oh of the game. He's had a nice year for the Texans in the kick return department. In fact, earlier this month, he signed a one-year contract extension. He'll take this from his own one-yard line. Smith following his blocks. Nice job out across the 30, and he's still going. Traymond Smith, he's got blockers, and he's going to go the distance. Yeah, everybody's killing Sorensen this morning for that. Um, I wouldn't kill him. I'd, I'd go after Rudy Ford. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, on Twitter, which I know, Brian, you love Twitter. Yeah, I'm uh, on it. They... A lot of talk about, well, you got to get rid of Sorensen. This was terrible. I don't see how you blame him for the out of God's penalty, and I think you can make that tackle right there. Well, yeah, in that, tackling. I think that's legal. In tackling, <laughs> you use your arms, and Rudy Ford, if you see the end zone, and I don't know if we have it, comes in like this to try to knock Smith down. That Are you gonna kidding work. me? That it, well, it didn't work. work. Rudy Ford, who the previous head coach said was the best gunner he had ever seen, made a very silly mistake and thought he was just going to knock him down. And that was the difference. If Rudy Ford 
He's right there. Just puts his arms out to tackle him. He's on the ground. And now it's 7-3 and you got a chance. And they yeah. did go back to Logan Cook uh, kicking off yesterday. Well, they which, yeah. which negated that problem of, of the short kicks. Uh, so at, at, at some point, if, if Logan struggles with the uh, kicking off, meaning long term, sometimes it's tough for punters to kick off. If that's the case with Logan, that's fine. He's an all-pro level punter, but you got to get a kickoff guy. You talk about the social media nailing Sorensen. I guarantee you that he never says, hey, just put your arms up and try and knock him down. Yeah. That's not Sorensen's fault. No, absolutely not. All the way to the fourth quarter we go. It is 23-13 Texans. Tyson Campbell gives the offense a chance. Mills pass is intercepted. It's Tyson Campbell with his second interception of the season. Is Tyson Campbell's everyone one to grow on? Let's just decide it now. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> look, the the draft class has not been what people hope yet. I'm, I've not lost faith in some of these guys. But uh, this guy, boy, did they step into it with this guy. Yeah. Um, Good for them. And, and, and the coaching staff has talked all season long about – how glad they were to have him here and how he was coming along. Mm-hmm. He's tremendously talented. He has the entire skill set that you need. He just didn't have the confidence early. Now right. he does. Now and he think does. about what he's done. He has gone from a guy who looks like who looked like a liability. And for six weeks, I'll be honest, I didn't think he could play. Right. Yeah. I didn't think he had the instincts. Uh, it shows you what I know. But, you know, he looked like a guy who was lost. And I didn't know if you'd ever teach what they were talking about with the ball stuff. He has been really good for six weeks. Well, Fred Taylor told me the kid could play. He knows him from South Florida. Uh, he says he's almost family. And the kid, he just said, just hold on to this kid. Hold on to this kid. Yeah. And he came through. Yeah, just had to prove to himself. Ain't nothing wrong well, with he, that. Hey, look, he's a nice-looking anchor on one side mm-hmm. of the day. Absolutely. All right, so story of this offense. You get that huge opportunity to try to go score a touchdown, have to settle for a field goal after that interception. And then Brandon Cooks puts the game away. Quick pass, it's Cooks, blockers ahead. Cooks turns on the Jets. Cooks, see you later. Touchdown, Texans. I'm in the stands during the game, and this was floodgates. Everyone leaving at once. Can't blame them. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind leaving at that point either. I mean, I'd just say, <laughs> Is he a free agent next <laughs> year? Could right. we go sign him? Yeah. Could somebody please? He knows this team so well. Could somebody please find a way to get Brandon Cooks uh, in Jacksonville? Well, he's never touched on him. I mean, it, it, yeah, it was, it, it was a nice play by him. I think anybody fast scores on that play. Sure. Touched, but, I mean, it, but he seems to be like, rrr, rrr, rrr. You know, so. Uh, God gets open. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of Brandon tired. Cooks, well, too. I'm tired of the whole thing. <laughs> and those are highlights from the Jaguars. Lost the Houston Texans when we come back. Oh, I apologize. We have our JA Frontline Team of the Game, Roy right, Robertson Harris. Big tackles are one to grow on for many, many weeks. So continuing with that, JA Frontline Team of the Game, the Jacksonville Jaguars would like to thank this team for all they do to help our communities thrive. Please help us recognize JA's Frontline Team of the Game, representing the 2,000 employees who work hard to serve you each and every day. We'll be back on Jaguars Drive Time. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. And Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good.
We're back, Jaguars Drive Time Monday, brought to you by Car Shield. It is time for some hot takes. Brian Sexton, you're up. Worst loss of the season. Yep. Uh, here's why I say this. It's the 10th consecutive loss in the AFC South. The last time they beat the Texans, the Titans, or the Colts was opening day last year. Um, by the way, this is eight straight losses to the Texans. Yes, it is. Um, six of those were against Deshaun Watson and company. But they haven't beaten the Texans since the 2017 season. Um, and this year they traded Mark Ingram, cut Whitney Merciless, uh, cut Zach Cunningham, uh, cut Vernon Hargreaves, benched Tyrod Taylor. I mean, this is a team that's setting itself up for draft position. We all know where they're headed. They had 27 players on one-year contracts. They were just trying to field a team this year. This was the year the Jaguars were supposed to sweep the Texans or at least split with the Texans. Um, it shows just how far they have to go that they couldn't beat that team. Yeah. On Sunday. That is ugly. Yeah. You read yeah. all those names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Mine sort of plays into that because after a loss, I guess they, where else do you go? Mm-hmm. But it's square one. Um, and that's unfortunate, but it, it's how it is. And what I mean by that is mainly Trevor Lawrence. Um, there's so much talk about Trevor. And as I said earlier in the show, I still believe in the kid's talent. I believe in his leadership. I believe he's everything that everybody believes he's going to be. Um, but we don't know because he hasn't had the chance or the season has gone awry or whatever happened. But right now in week 14, I saw the same thing you guys did. I saw a quarterback in the press conference who wants the season to be over with. I also want the season to be over with. I think I think Ashlyn and Brian, oh, yeah. I think most people Retweet. around the Jaguars realize – you know, Bevel's going to keep fighting. The offensive staff's going to keep fighting because it's it's their job and they should. But the development of Trevor Lawrence, I'm not going to say that you have to treat him like a rookie next year, but in, ter- in terms of how you judge him, judge him how you want. But his development, getting back to square one, getting confidence, getting accuracy, getting all those things, the reality is now you have to start over. A year has gone in the books, and now you have to start over with him. And that's very unfortunate, and it's negligent, wrong, whatever you call it. Yeah. It's just too bad. Well, that's one of the big reasons, obviously, why the owner made the move that he made yeah. last week. Because, yeah. look, none of us thought that this was a playoff team. And, 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 and we thought maybe the, the best-case scenario for this team was, you know, six, seven wins if everything went right. But at the end of the season here, you should be looking at the rookie quarterback and going, got that. Mm-hmm. We've at got least that. You got I that. still yeah. am right I still believe this kid also but everybody who's watching him every fan everybody who cares about this team everybody should be all in and go at least we've got that here we go with cap room and 12 draft picks and all of that mm-hmm. stuff and right now everybody's sitting back going well I hope he is right right yeah. especially now from a national perspective hope, but you can't see it yeah it's uncertain yeah. and that's the last thing you want him and if you're looking the thing to watch for is again those three games before the bye the moments, yeah. and yesterday when things were going right, he looked the part. Mm-hmm. But when things are going wrong around, somebody, uh, or somebody on the radio say, somebody I respect very much, it's almost like uh, when he drops back, he doesn't quite believe in himself one or two times when he does it. Is it himself, or is it everything? I mean, Himself, what's going on, the O-line, the receivers, whatever it is, something goes wrong each time. And at some point, I think that's just eroded things yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. I think it's still there. I think he'll be fine. 
But right now, I just don't feel like you're going to see anything close to his best the rest of the season. I hope I'm wrong. Yes, totally agree. And that leads me to my hot take, which is a lot about this defense. And I am amazed that this defense is not showing more frustration than they have, which is credit to them because I get it, your team, and you have to do that and blah, 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 blah. But I'm on the sideline in the fourth quarter, and I've watched now for this game twice. They've gone three and out twice. That's six times they've had to get on the bench. They're passing around the oxygen mask. They barely have time to get a Gatorade. they got to go right back on the field. So I look at that last touchdown to Brandon Cooks, and I think, yeah, I mean, that was a bad play. The defense should have tackled them. But, my gosh, can you blame them for having to keep up with this every single week? I get it's their job. I yeah. get they have to do it, but man, help no, them out a little bit. They're, no, they're getting no help, and and we've talked about the storyline ad nauseum. However, they could help. You know, so you got the bad penalty on Adam Gotsis. Yeah, but then it's not like the Texans scored in the next play. It took them twelve more plays. That was an eight-minute drive. I mean, come on. Yeah, get them off the get field. Get them off the field again. Th- this yeah. is the defense that's allowed the opponent to score on their opening drive for six straight weeks. They could do something about that too, mm-hmm. and they haven't. They've cost themselves with penalties or missed tackles or whatever it is. So, yes, the defense has played uh, without the benefit of the offense, and we can talk about you know how they lose their confidence. But the defense is allowed to stop someone on the first yeah. drive, and they haven't done that. It's nine straight weeks scoring on the first week. There you go, nine but straight weeks. Now. It's uh, um, Yeah, I, I think the defense on some level has to be a touch frustrated not showing it. But I think the reason they're not showing it is – their leaders, which are, you know, Smoot, Allen, Griffin, Griffin, uh, Damian Wilson, Jay, you know, these guys, they also know, hey, we've given up first drive touchdowns nine weeks in a row. Hey, we have seven turnovers the entire season. They know they're not the 85 Bears. So I think there's a little humility with the defense of saying, okay, we could be getting better help. Mm-hmm. But it would be a bad look for them to be coming off throwing yeah. helmets oh, yeah. when – you know, again, they're good. This is not a great defense, but what this defense is, uh, to Schlin's point, I think Urban was right about this when he said it last week a couple of times. The heart and the ability to go back out after sudden change yeah. and continue to fight, that's been darn impressive. Yeah. It has. Whatever else you say about this team, Take that's been real. Yes, because if that was me and I was a defensive captain, I'd be throwing helmets and I'd be doing things. Yeah, but you're petty by nature. I am. That's why I'm not a defensive right. captain. So that's why that was my hot take. I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Hot Takes when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some one to grow on on the Jaguars Digital Network. Back on Jaguars Drive Time for one quick segment. One to grow on after yesterday's game against the Houston Texans. Is it Tyson Campbell? Is that who you're picking? No. I mean, I, I know you are, so I thought I, someone else. That's very nice But go ahead. Tyson Campbell. How can it not be? John, is that yours as well? Well, it was going to be, but you took it all the time. Yeah, nice. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go with Trevor. Okay. I don't think he played well yesterday, Whoa. but getting back to what I've been talking about, I still believe in the guy, and I think if, if, if fans would take a breath and look at the three games before the bye that I keep harping on, when yeah. things were going right, he was improving and looking the part. When things started going squirrely everywhere – I don't know that it was it was realistic to think that a 22-year-old kid was going to save it all. First couple of drives yesterday, I'm taking notes just like you are, Brian. You know, get bread at home. Um, you know, and I'm thinking this is what you wanted the kid to look like. Sure. He was thrown with confidence. He had energy. That can be harnessed and saved and moved forward with. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, I'll go with Devon Hamilton, who has not had a good season. But yesterday was dominant inside. 
uh, was pushing people around. They're not a good inside running team. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Johnson just hasn't been the guy they wanted him to be. Um, but he was making plays outside the tackles. So I thought Devon Hamilton is a guy who you look at and say, um, he's got a future. Mm-hmm. We'll see how big of a future, but I thought he played well yesterday. We shall see. And that is Jaguars drive time on a Monday recapping a loss to the Houston Texans. Interim head coach Daryl Bevel meets the media at 145 this afternoon. You can watch that on Jaguars.com live. And we'll be right back here. Jaguars drive time Wednesday morning. We'll see you then.